Coming to theaters January 26th. Left Behind. Rise of the Antichrist. Was it the rapture? Yes. I saw it happen. After millions of people vanish and the world falls into chaos, a charismatic leader rises to become head of the United Nations. How do we know who we can trust? Trust God. Starring Kevin Sorbo, Neil McDonough, and Corbin Burnson. Left Behind, Rise of the Antichrist. This film is not rated but suitable for ages 13 and up in theaters for four days only beginning January 26th. Go to leftbehindmovie.com. People still persecuted for simply what they believe? Breaking news on the global crisis of people persecuted for their faith exclusively on Kevin McCullough Radio. It's one of those things, friends, where when you um, when you when you look through the news, you don't see anything about it. Uh, that is the sad story of what's happening in Azerbaijan uh, and uh, the Armenian conflict that is taking place there. Uh, but we will not allow this platform to ignore it. We will not allow ourselves to be uh, ignorant of what is happening. And it is one of the reasons why I have a very close relationship with my friends at Christian Solidarity International. I want to be informed on these things. I want you to be informed on these things. Uh, Joel Veldkamp is uh, joining us once again. Joel's been with us in a variety of capacities over the years. We've talked Sudan. We've talked Nigeria. We've talked a whole bunch of places but, Joel, you have been almost a lone voice uh, in all of the media on the issues that are facing the Armenian people and the Azerbaijan region. So for my listeners that may not know anything about it, uh, bring us up to speed on what's going on. Sure. So there is a region called uh, Nagorno-Karabakh where 120,000 Armenian Christians live. And right now they're under siege by the dictatorship of Azerbaijan. Um, this is an absolute dictatorship. They have lots of money. They have a powerful military, and they have surrounded this region, and they've cut off, cut off the only road that food and medicine and other supplies can enter the region from the rest of the world. So it's, it's a siege situation. We talked to our friends in the region last night. They're very scared. Uh, they say they have maybe eight hours of fuel left for their generators in the hospital where they work. Oh, wow. Um, Fuel is very scarce. Electricity is intermittent. Uh, there's not much on the shelves in the supermarkets except for meat because a lot of people are slaughtering their livestock. They have no food to feed their livestock anymore. Um, it's, it's a humanitarian disaster that's been unfolding for the last month in slow motion. And as you say, almost no one is talking about it. Yeah. Um, well, and because of that, I feel like we have to talk about it. This is a conflict that goes back quite a ways uh, between this region and uh, the government of Azerbaijan. What is the source of that conflict, and why are they so hostile towards the, the Christian Armenians that live there? It is a bit complicated, but your listeners will probably know, Kevin, that about a century ago, uh, the Turkish Empire tried to wipe out all the Armenian Christians in their empire. This is called the Armenian Genocide and over a million Christians were killed at this time. And the only reason those killings stopped in, in this region is because Russia invaded in 1921 and took it over. And they incorporated Armenia and this Turkish nation, Azerbaijan, into the Soviet Union. But when they did that, they took this Armenian-majority region called Nagorno-Karabakh and put it inside Azerbaijan, basically just to guarantee trouble down the line so mm. that it would be easier to control. And when the Soviet Union broke up in 1991, the conflict started again, and Azerbaijan tried to destroy the Christians living there again, just as they had a century before. But the Armenians fought back. They won their independence. They set up a democratic republic in this region, and they've survived until today. But now we're really seeing what looks like the final stages 
of a genocidal process, of an attempt by the dictatorship in Azerbaijan to wipe out this 1,700-year-old Christian community once and for all. I know that um, our, our administration in the U.S. can't even protect our own borders, so I, I don't have any great hope that they're paying any attention to what's going on on the other side of the planet. But is there any global help that the Armenian community that is in Nagorno-Karabakh um, has? Have they talked to any world leaders? Is there anyone that is taking their calls? They, they are. They've been screaming about this for a month, yelling for help, basically. Uh, the problem is, traditionally, the protector of the Armenians in this region has been Russia. And because of Russia's War horrific in invasion of Ukraine, they're right. quite busy right now. And they really are quite weak in the region. Um, France has been very responsive to the request for help from the Armenians. And what's interesting is that the U.S. has been making positive statements about this, but they're just statements. And at CSI, we, we need to see action. We think right now probably the best thing the U.S. could do or the European Union or England or anybody else would be to start a humanitarian airlift to fly supplies into the only airport in the region and keep the region supplied that way so that people don't starve and die of cold in the in this winter. Yeah. Well, if we can certainly drop uh, millions and billions of dollars of weapons into Ukraine, I don't know why we couldn't get some some food and some supplies uh, into uh, Nagorno-Karabakh. Um, we're talking with Joel Veldkamp of CSI. Um, I know that it is. Uh, it may seem as though not a very important thing to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, when governments are unresponsive, uh, friends, those of you listening know that um, we believe in a God that overcomes all of that. Uh, so besides praying and praying earnestly for the Christians that are being slaughtered there, Joel, um, would it be helpful for us to contact our members of Congress? Would it be helpful for us to contact our senators and say, we want you to do something about this, not just to make statements about it, but to send help? Is that what CSI is looking for? Absolutely. That would be great if people can do that, if they can write to their, their Congress people and their senators and say, we need a humanitarian airlift the Armenian Christians that are under siege yeah. right now. Well, we're not going to say to write to them. We're going to, I'm going to tell you to call them right now because the phone number to the switchboard at the Capitol, and I have it memorized because I think it's important that they hear from us regularly, 202-224-3121, 202-224-3121 is the number to the congressional switchboard. What happens when you call that number is you're going to get an operator and you're going to need to say, uh, yes, my name is John Smith, and I live in uh, Congressman uh, D J John Brown's district in California or wherever it is, uh, and they'll connect you to that office. You need to speak with the person that answers the phone and say, I want the congressman or woman to know that I'm aware of the conflict in Azerbaijan, uh, in the Nagorno-Karabakh region. I want us to do something proactive by way of sending help, food supplies, etc., uh, for the Armenian Christians that are being slaughtered there. And, um, and and then what they will do in those offices is they will actually keep a tally of people that call about those issues, and that will, that will get to the attention of the congressperson. So your call does matter. Please make it right now, 202-224-3121, 202-224-3121. And then something that Joel's boss, uh, Dr. John Eibner, always tells us when he's with us is, um, don't let this fall silent in your pulpits either. 
Um, take it to your church leadership. Take it to your elders. Take it to your pastors. Let them be aware that there are Christians being slaughtered because the church can speak with a voice in this matter as well. And I think oftentimes we kind of underestimate the ability for us to do anything on the local level. But I would strongly encourage you to inform your uh, pastoral leadership, your elder boards, your deacons about what's going on and how you would like to see them get involved as well. And maybe maybe your whole church can call your con- congressional member's office. Um, certainly go to csi-usa.org and stay informed of the updates. I will have Joel back. We will talk about this uh, as time goes by. But it sounds, Joel so desperate in such an emergency state right now that people need to take this action immediately. Yeah, we're really, when we talked to our our partners the last time, they said they have food supplies for maybe a few weeks. So we're extremely worried. This may be the prelude to a military attack. We don't know, but certainly Azerbaijan wants to destroy the Christians of this region and they'll do it by hunger if they can. They'll do it by bombs if they have to. So as you say, Kevin, it's absolutely essential that the church be focused on this like a laser right now. Yeah. All right, Joel, uh, Godspeed. And thank you for telling us. And we will go from here and try to do our best. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kevin. You got it. Kevin McCullough coming right back, but make that call 202-224-3121, 202-224-3121. Go right now. 